Welcome to the Christian Foundry Podcast, where iron sharpens iron for the glory of God, the exaltation of Christ, and the edification of the saints. That's how you do it right there. That's how you do it. Is that how you do it? That's great. That's right. how you do it. Well, we want to win. <laughs> <laughs> 658, let's roll. We're recording now. Three, two, one. Wow. Well, welcome to the uh, Christian Foundry Podcast. Good to have you guys in for uh, another episode where we uh, sharpen iron with iron. Yeah. Um, excited to, to have iron. my brothers in, in here this morning. With me. Who is this guy? Yeah, I know. We've got a new newbie here. I'm Uncle. Uh, uncle. <laughs> I got I got younger. People lost well, I was a few call years. You grandson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that hat on backwards. You're looking like the youngin over there. People and grandson. <laughs> hey, I'm the youngest on the table now. But when Biggie Cheese gets back with us, then I won't be anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, yeah. No. When I shaved my beard, I lost ten pounds in fifteen years. <laughs> Man, that's what, that that those ten those that ten pounds are spread over spread out over a long time. Yeah. yeah. What are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to be uh, continuing our discussion on primary doctrines mm-hmm. uh, with a, a little chat about the hypostatic union and a little vocabulary. What is test. that? <laughs> that's a medical term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what is hypostatic union, and and what is that all about, and what does it mean? Um, and and it is just it's it's a fancy word yeah right it's a you said a twelve dollar and fifty cent twelve dollar fifty twelve fifty yeah, word 1250. this is one of those expensive ones, um, but it's not all that scary what it means uh, right. so what what is the hypostatic union anybody got a good definition for it Jesus was a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man there you go simple as that yeah boom yeah. How is that possible? That's 200%. 200%. That doesn't make no sense. <laughs> I don't know what math you went to, but no. Um, it, it, <laughs> I went to biblical math. Bi- biblical math. We measure everything in cubits. Yeah. We measure everything in cubits. This is the <laughs> all, all measurements. I love it. Oh, man. This is one of those uh, one of those ideas that's one of those concepts that's a little bit yeah, mm-hmm. it's a little big. It's a little yeah. hard to wrap your brain around. I yeah. thought about fact, it, and my beard fell off. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. It's not. It's not as hard to wrap your mind around like the Trinity, but it is sure. still a hard it's, thing to wrap your mind it, around. It's still yeah. up there. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is uh. This is something that doesn't happen uh in nature. Nope. As we know it, as, as it's not something that we've seen anywhere else. Obviously, um, so it's hard for our brains to yeah wrap around that yeah. idea. Um, but yeah, we've got two natures within the one person, yeah. right? And that's what we're going to talk about today with the, the hypostatic union. Um, right. As far as uh, seeing it in Scripture, we see this all throughout Scripture. Yep. We see it many, many times. So I know we've got a couple of Scriptures, I think, pulled up, ready to go. Um, who's got one handy for? I've got one. First uh, John 2, verse 2, says this. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how in the world is that? Uh, how does that show the hypostatic union? But what does propitiation mean? Uh, see, told you it's going to be a vocabulary test today, right? <laughs> another five dollar word. Another five dollar word. What is propitiation? Matt? Wow! Matt? Everybody looking at me. <laughs> You've been quiet over there, man. I've been, I've been prepping. <laughs> quiet over there. What does propitiation mean, Matt? Um, that it is the, uh, he is the object that is going to, not object, that's a bad word. Um, he's going to be the atonement for our sins. Um, 
he is going forth and he is the sacrifice. Yep. I yep. mean, yeah. So when we see uh, in this, in this verse, and oh, I've already turned back to Timothy, sorry. Uh, in first John, um, we do see both sides yep. of, of Christ. First of all, he's here. He's human. We know that. Right. Um, but, but while he's here, we get this, um, this idea that he himself is a propitiation for our sins, and he, he could not be the propitiation for our sins without being 100% God. The perfect yeah, sacrifice. Yes, the perfect yeah. sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so clearly we've got both of those things going on simultaneously in the one person that is Christ. All right. since, we, since we just talked about the sacrifice, that he has to be perfect, he has to be God for the sacrifice to mean anything, for it to be powerful, um, what does the gospel look like in light of if this wasn't true? What does it look like? Because that's one mm. of the things we talked about recent in the other episode. Some of the other episodes is what does the gospel look like if this isn't true? If this is not the case. If this is not the case, what does the gospel look like? Uh, it doesn't look like anything. Yeah. I don't think exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, it takes all the removes all the power yeah. from the gospel. Yeah, uh, right. Because it takes a perfect. It it takes it takes God to save us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, no man ever could have done it. No. Um, however. It took Christ coming and living in his humanity, right, to um, to allow him to uh, allow the, the divine son of God to experience humanity mm-hmm. and overcome it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so what's the other verse you got, Justin? Uh, we've got I've got uh, first Timothy here. Um, and I've lost my place. First Timothy. First, what was that? First Timothy uh, two five, I think. Two, yeah. Mm-hmm. There it was. Uh, for for there is one God and one mediator also between God and men, the the man Christ Jesus. Again, who can mediate between who God can and mediate man? between God and man, but God Himself. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the only person. Yeah. And 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 also, um, the humanity allowed Him to do it. Yep. Here. Right. So, because we we've seen we see in scripture that Jesus was tempted just like every other man, we see his temptation in the desert with uh, with Satan, um, and the offers that he gave him: feed yourself. No, I'm not going to. No man can live on bread alone, but on the word. Um, oh man, I just blanked on the other two. I know the one where he's on on the temple, looking down over uh, Jerusalem, or was it Jerusalem? I don't know where you're at here. I'm, I'm just talking about the different things they tested uh, him with, yeah, like the different oh, temptations, yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah, to, to, feed, and, to yeah. feed yourself, to yeah. test God, and to own everything. Essentially, those are the three temptations yeah. he dealt with. Yeah, uh, and those three things he was able to overcome them because of the hundred percent God that existed within the man himself. Yeah. Well, I think you know we haven't really talked about it. Well, we have. We've kind of have, but there's verses in the Bible that exclusively deal with Jesus' humanity, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like if absolutely. we look at John four six, he talks about. Uh, Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour, and uh, he was thirsty. Yeah. Right? He was thirsty. He, he was thirsty. So this, we, Jesus, knowing now that it was finished, said, I thirst. Yeah. That was uh, 1928. I skipped a little bit. But he had thirst. He had hunger. He had yeah. all the things exhaustion. that man yeah. had. He dealt with he all the human sorrow. problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we see him, um, we see him crying. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I started to list a few things out, you know, that he experienced as human that, um, yeah. that the divine didn't, um, birth. Yeah. That's a very human thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in, in this case, uh, growth, exhaustion, sleep, hunger, thirst, anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We see righteous anger, but it's anger. Christ is angry. 
um, sorrow, temptation, like you yeah. talked about. But at the same time, we see over and over and over in the Bible, we see his divinity as well. Yeah. Um, he's eternal, his glory, his holiness, omnipotence, omnipresence, all these things that are only God. Yeah. Raising somebody from the dead. Yeah. Turning water into wine. You yeah. know, knowing the hearts of men. Those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Think, things that, that are 100% God. And without being 100% God, he, the, the human side never had a chance at any of that, right? Yeah. So, and it's clear this is one person. This is one guy that we're talking about, mm-hmm. one man. Um, so what we have, again, we got these two natures uh, in the one person. And that's it's a hard thing to wrap your brain around. Yeah. It, it is. Um, because people will point out that 100% plus 100% is 200%. How is that possible? Well, with on God, this earth, it's not. Yeah, but it, even yeah. then, it doesn't make sense to us. Like as believers, we have a hard time understanding this because we are fi- we are finite creatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the infinite God robing Himself in finite flesh. That is a hard thing to grasp. Yeah, like the idea of infinite in general is already hard enough to grasp as it is. But an infinite God robing Himself in finite flesh—that's a tough thing to wrap your head around. Yeah, like the. Having three infinites together in the form of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is already hard enough to grasp as yeah. being one, uh, get this right, one being three persons, right? Okay. Oh, no heresy today. No heresy today. Yeah. Oh, I, the man. The Trinity's tough. Trinity's tough. Union's tough. Uh, you know, as we talked about how he, the different things he experienced yeah. uh, as a man, can you imagine... Uh, I mean, the pain was very real yeah. when he was crucified. The first you know? plucking of my beard, I would have snapped my fingers and been out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that yeah. was the least of what happened to him that yeah. day. Oh, yeah. 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 It went so much further than that. And the pain was very real. Mm-hmm. But the divinity was very real. Yes. Right. So, right. yeah. That's why when we talk, when we ask the question, could Jesus have sinned? The answer is no. But people go, but yeah, he could have because he was, he was man, right? It's like, yes. But the divinity within him, the 100% God within him, would not allow him to do so because it is impossible for God to sin. Mm-hmm. This is what allows that question to be yeah. no. This is and why. Not yes, and not have that possibility even remotely. And when, when we look back at the Old Testament, we look back at sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sin was atoned for by a blood sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But that blood sacrifice, in order for it to be effective, had to be a perfect sacrifice. Yeah. Right? Without blemish, lamb. and that that pointed towards Christ when he when he came, and he was that permanent, spotless mm. lamb. Yeah, right. So we 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 had to have the humanity, we had to have the divinity, in order for him to be that perfect sacrifice. Yeah. So, um, that, super important to get this one right. Yeah, and that's why Jesus is called the Lion and the Lamb so many times because he is the Lamb for the perfect sacrifice, but he's also the Lion that will lead the way one day, and he is. Mm. The lion is the king of the animals, so to speak. Jesus is king overall. Right. That's why he is signified as the lion and the lamb. Because mm-hmm. he has to be the perfect sacrifice, this perfect, innocent sacrifice of a spotless lamb, but also the roaring lion, because that is really what he that is what he is whenever he is on the throne. Yeah. Well, in Hebrews two seventeen, the writer says, Therefore he had to be made like his brothers in every aspect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that propitiation again. Yeah, yeah, yes. We had to have had to have that. Um, and it's it, it's important 
to remember too, and I think some people miss this. They they mess this up by saying, "Well, he's it's like he's got two personalities." Yeah, and, and that's not nope. the case, right? <laughs> it's not two personalities. It's one person. You know what that is? That's a dangerous game. <laughs> that's a dangerous game. Um, it's one person with two distinct natures. Yeah, right. But they're both, um, you know, combined in this one God. Yeah, and neither one dilutes with the other. That's yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, that that's another critical. Mm, that's a good point. Critical point. Yeah. Uh, that there there's again one hundred percent deity. Yeah. There. There's no reduction in his power. There's no reduction yeah. in his Jesus strength. Did, Jesus no- did not leave behind any part of himself before, when he came. Right. Uh, to earth. Yeah. That is something that's very important because there are many people. Who, well, he clearly left something behind because he doesn't know the time or the hour that the Lord will, that the father will yeah. call all of this to cease. And it's like, that may be true, but he did not set aside any part he of who he was. He right. All of his A deity. Lot of teach that he set aside his divinity completely. Look, he didn't that's even leave crazy. his body behind. <laughs> he took everything. <laughs> he took everything and the blessings. He true. brought everything with him and took everything back with him. Episode over. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that was a bombshell. <laughs> yeah, but he brought he brought his entire divinity with him and then left with all the yeah. and left with everything that he brought. And 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 his entire divinity was completely undiminished. Yep. Right? By by joining with with man. But also his humanity was unexalted. He didn't you know, make his himself his body out to be more than it was yeah so um it's it's a really again this is a difficult one because we can't uh understand the the confines of 200 percent yeah working together um but god doesn't play by our rules you know he's not limited by our 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 rules by our knowledge or by our understanding yeah i don't understand this that's when okay. It, when has God ever played yeah. by the rules of humanity? <laughs> right, yeah. right. Fun fact, we're playing by his rules. Everything yeah. everything that's set in motion, everything as it is, is by his rules and by his standards. Yep. If you're if you're big into science and you love science like I do, science is something created by God and is under his standard. Yeah. This Sci- is all that, science is is an explanation of how God does stuff. Exactly. Like water cycle <laughs> is just a way for the rivers and the oceans to replenish themselves and over and over again get fresh water. Uh, make the clouds rain or make uh, make it rain so that way um, crops can grow and what we can sustain ourselves like this is the cycle that God has put forth that's just one of billions of examples of God's work through in the form of science uh, in the form of doing other things so the holy perfect almighty God he we do not operate or we operate under his rules and his domain we he does yeah. not operate under whether ours, we like it or not whether we <laughs> like it or not exactly because <clears throat> yeah. sometimes, we don't like it all that much. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one thing I wanted to point out uh, is that this concept is not a New Testament concept. No. It's not an Old Testament concept. It's an entire Bible concept. So, if we look back at Isaiah 9 and verses uh, 6 and 7 of Isaiah 9, that's where we get this. And, and everybody's heard this scripture if you've been around Christmas time at, at anywhere in the U.S., um, but it says, for a, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is a, a child who's going to be called God. Yeah. So uh, God's a jealous God. He doesn't like other other things to be called God if they're not God. He yeah. doesn't share right? his glory. So um, for one, so that, that's 
we'll start there, right? But we we see here in that in that very scripture, and I I had never looked at it this way until probably within the last couple of years, probably two years. But looking at that scripture, it says, "For us, for a, a child will be born to us, and a son given. Mm-hmm. A child is humanity." The Son, Son of God is the deity. Mm-hmm. And I never really kind of made that connection until I, you know. That this scripture points studying. out yeah. the marriage of the two. It's, yeah, it does. I got to take my it's headphones it. off. My mind's about to blow. <laughs> <laughs> but we see both sides of the hypostatic union right there in this mm-hmm. prophecy yeah. about the man to come that, that it is Jesus, that we, you know, we, we clearly can see that in scripture, yeah. um, that, that it is Jesus that this scripture is talking about. How long before he came along? Um, from Isaiah, yeah, you're talking, you know, several hundred years. Yeah, uh, I don't want to more than four hundred because that's the that's the, <laughs> yeah, clearly that's more than 400. at least more than four hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're, I mean, again, this is not a, a, a just a New Testament concept. Mm-hmm. It's this is the plan from the get go. Jesus had always been God. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. From from the moment go from the word go. In John, uh, John eight fifty eight says Jesus said to them, "Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am." Yeah, yeah. Now, how is that? If you're man, yeah. And this is also uh, a passage in which Jesus calls himself God. But wait, he said he called himself I am. Well, that's a word yeah, that God used <laughs> to signify Himself in the Old Testament, and. He's talking to a group of people here, right? Wait, which verse is it? Verse is it? I've lost it. 858. 58. <laughs> Rattle them pages. Yeah. Rattle them pages. The beautiful, the beautiful sound of a Bible turning. So this is, is he talking to Pharisees here? I'm, I'm trying to speed read. My brain's not wanting to pick it up. No, he's, talk, he's talking to a group of Jews. He's talking to yeah. He's talking to a group of Jews who still, would un, who they would, would have still, the knowledge. Yeah, who still would have known. I am. Yeah. If we if if he speaks the calls himself I am. Yeah, that's then, a big deal. Then they yeah. know what that means. It's yeah. not a they were supposed it's not to. a mystery. So, yeah, so it's not a mystery. So, so they the, were supposed to know what that means. Yeah. To the Jews who would have known this, this is her. This is heresy to them. This is a complete heresy. Because you're a man calling yourself God. That's not even no no. But yeah. we know that this is truth. That Jesus claiming the name I am, that is him calling himself God. That is a declaration of I am God. And we're like, yes, you are. We know you we know this to be true. Yeah. But we have the privilege of hindsight being 2020. Yeah. They do not. They are experiencing this real time yeah. of G of a man going, I am that I am. And it's like, what? Right. So, and it, it's not the only time that, that Jesus himself. No. Basically talks about I am the, fa- the, I am the, the father hypostatic one. union. He, yeah, John uh, ten thirty is the next one on the list. Yeah. It literally says, "I and the Father are one." There you go. Yeah, very clear there. There's no mistaking what he's no. saying. He's not there. mincing words. If, if uh, we believe the scriptures to be true, and yeah. we do, hundred percent true. Yeah, in this room we do. Yeah, yeah. and John three thirteen says, tea. <laughs> "No one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man." Yeah. Well, who's the Son of Man? He's Jesus. talking about himself here, he's right? Son of God. Yeah. Um, so there's many, many uh, places we can look at where we can see this union, this yeah. hypostatic union. What, Absolutely. And, and this word hypostatic just means one person. Yeah. It just means one person. It's a fancy word for the fact that these two uh, 
brain just nature's dies. two natures are contained in the one being. It's like yeah, when yeah. you ask me about propitiation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you put me on it's, the spot. It's great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> so you put yourself or ask or put someone else on the spot, and yeah. then their brain just shuts off. It's like a word we talk about all the time. Yeah, so yeah we. That's Chuck's favorite. Yeah, word. Chuck's yeah. favorite word is propitiation. Yeah. Uh, it's, it probably should be most of us. Yeah, so, yeah. Without that, yeah. We're, yeah. we're in some serious that trouble. One, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So love it. Love it. Because without the proper propitiation, there is no, uh, remission of sin to be like, let's be real about it. There is no remission of sin. Brother James, when he prays all the time, he always yeah. talks about without the, the without the, the shedding the, of blood, uh, there is no remission of sin. Yeah. Without the the proper propitiation, which is what Jesus is, there is no remission yeah. of sin. And that's you know when we hear which means there is no gospel. When we, when we sing songs like uh, you know that that talk about the the blood power in the blood, the power in the blood, power in the blood. What is the power in the blood? Well, it's not the you know the, the blood itself has no power. Yeah. What has power is the the man who shed the blood mm-hmm. because he was the deity who yeah. shed the blood. And he was the perfect sacrifice. Yeah. So this is this is what made like that idea that this without this piece of doctrine and that a proper understanding of it, then it completely dismantles the gospel because there is no sacrifice, which means there is no remission of sin. That completely dismantles the gospel, which means that this right here is false. Right. That's why this is a gospel centered issue. This is why it's a primary primary doctrine. doctrine. This is why we're talking about it. Again, these are the things we've been going through the last several episodes that we've had, and we'll continue with a few more primary doctrines. These are things that we we believe must be uh, believed, must be 100% affirmed by someone who says they are a Christian. Yeah. And if you haven't noticed it already, then you will, especially after I say this. But the reason. my brain just stopped. I had an idea and a thought, and it just went. <laughs> hey, just, Joe. The, the train, where are you going? The train, the train started rolling. Where are you going, and it, Joe? It, it was kind of, it's, it's a Bermuda Triangle thing. It literally, <laughs> the plane, plane took off and then disappeared. Man, just disappeared? Just disappeared. That but disappeared. that's the the reason. So, enable to call yourself a Christian. It'll, enable it'll hit to, him here in a minute. Yeah, yeah. eventually, yeah. one of these days. Do it'll, planes disappear over the Bermuda Triangle, too? I thought it was just ships. Uh, no, it's planes, yeah. too. Planes. I was, you know, you grow up thinking the Bermuda Triangle is really big problem than it, <laughs> it really is that it really is yeah, yeah. that one L- like that one and like quicksand. quicksand yeah that's the other one like when there you're when you're a kid quicksand there's, really, there's quicksand everywhere <laughs> yeah wow uh, uh there's a diversion yep um but oh, yeah un- understanding you know how 100 percent plus 100 percent is 100 percent in this case um it it rests in reading scripture oh. and understanding scripture and recognizing our limited understanding. Yeah, got Scri- it. Scripture's not wrong. Who we are, just because we don't is. understand yeah. it. <laughs> so, my, right. my light bulb turned back on. Okay, so the reason why these are so important. I knew it got brighter in here. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason why these are so important, and the reason why that we're talking about these, is because all of these things are gospel centered issues. With any one of the things we've talked about in the primary do- in this primary series, and that we will continue to talk about until we're finished, is. If you take any one of these away or diminish any one of them, it completely destroys the gospel. Right. And that is why these are primary doctrines. This is why they've got to be understood. Because it disseminates. Is that the right word? I don't know. Let's see where you're going. Don't know the rest of your sentence, Joe. (laughs) It divides Christians from non-Christians. If you are a believer, then these are all things that you will hold to be true because they are found in Scripture. Mm -hmm. And these are things that if you were to take them away or diminish them, yeah. Then it completely dissolves and dilutes the gospel itself. And this, and, and this is one of them, like like we keep saying, yeah. that you you, you got to believe it. You don't 
have to fully understand it because right. none yeah. of us do. No. Right. I heard an interesting way to put primary, secondary, and tertiary the other day. Y'all want to hear it? Sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Primary divides believer from non-believer. Secondary will divide denomination. Tertiary will divide mem- not divide. That's not a good word. It will separate, but you can still be together. Yeah. And tertiary is more like just squabbles among your denomination. Yeah. 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 That's a pretty that's, simple way. That's, that's yeah. That's, that's kind yeah, of how breaking I it down the it. most basic basic terms. Yeah, because yeah. if you think, if you believe this, and you believe all these things that we're yeah. bringing up as primary doctrine, and you you trust in them, that then yes, you're you, you may be Christian. Yeah. If you don't believe a piece, even one piece, yeah. it destroys the entire. Uh, it, it's that one that one bad apple spoils the bunch, yeah. right? If we got one piece of this that we go, well, I don't really think that it says that, or I don't. Yeah. I don't this believe is a good that. thing we don't this is this is a part of the foundation. Apart. This is part of the foundation yeah, that exactly. builds the house. It's a foundation. Yeah. That's that viewpoint is always how I kind of looked at um primary, secondary, tertiary. Because here's the thing. If you look at if you don't look at it that way, primary, of course, separates believer from non believer. That's a given. We all understand that. What is your dividing line between second and third tier issues? What's the dividing line? And I've always looked at it as that dividing line is this is what separates denominations. That's what second tier issues are. And third tier issues are issues that not really issues, but things that we can talk about over coffee that will typically yeah. like it's it's not a divide, so to speak, but it's more of a civil disagreement. Now, there is a little caveat because some primary issues divide denominations. Well, that's yes, but they should. <laughs> that's they true. shouldn't, and they shouldn't. But that means that that's not really a denomination. But the de- yeah, but the, that means the denomination is. I tried to wish for that. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that means that they they believe only. Well, we that means they believe, they believe a false gospel, gospel which yeah. means they are not. Yeah, I would hesitate to call them Christians. Uh, period. Yeah. No, they can't be. Yeah, you don't have to hesitate be. with that. Yeah, I mean, if they well, they're not teaching. Well, here, the gospel reason, contrary the, to the, the truth. The issue there is the totality of the like every single person in there. Yeah, some that's might believe that's it. why I have and the then, hesitation you know, because so, I'm not willing to say that not everyone in there is but, saved. I'm here's willing, the thing: if you if you're attending a place that you don't believe the doctrine that they preach, run. Yeah, I mean, if you proclaim there. to be a Mormon, you're not a Christian. Okay, I'll go a full there. belief. Right, we'd have I'll to say that, right? If you I'll fully believe the Mormon Church, you're not yeah, a well, because well, because yeah. Mormonism from top to bottom is absolute heresy, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, well, I mean, they'll sprinkle in truth into their heresy. That's but, that's what I'm saying. That's, like you know, it's it's top do. to bottom heresy because yeah. even though because the, th- the fun thing about truth is even if you sprinkle in truth into your heresy, it's still heresy. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, in first in Second Corinthians specifically. Um, Paul is pushing back against these people that call themselves super apostles. Well, what they were doing was they were bringing in heresy into the Corinthian church, but sprinkling a little bit of truth in there. That's what they were doing. They were taking some of the things Paul had already taught them, but bringing in a ton of heresy, which is what caused a lot of problems within the Corinthian church. Yeah. But, and that so, became a, it, and, it became a, a first tier issue. Exactly. A, a because it, started, issue. it became a problem. Yeah. Uh, but that's why even if you have a sprinkling of truth in the heresy, it's still heresy yeah. regardless. And that's why like in other, other denominations that we would divide ourselves from Mormonism, Mormonism exclude, excluded to be completely honest. Um, I would hesitate to say that there are no believers in there, mostly because I'm not God. Yeah. If, if I'm looking well, at the, some if of the, you are, what we consider, 
if you are a Orthodox. shape, you'll hear his voice, yeah. and you won't be staying there long. That's true. Exactly. Well, that's why I've always I've held. But you're talking ever since I heard something. I've always held fast this that even a starving believer will eat anything. Like if if you are a starving believer, then you will eat anything until you find out that there is better food. I don't think you'll else. eat heresy. I'm talking. Uh, okay, I yeah. I'd say <laughs> there are pl- like there are plenty of people that would disagree with you. Are we? I don't think you can disagree with that. I'll disagree with them. Touche. I'm, and you, so I think what we're are we? We'll, we'll, let's are let's, we same, let's same wrap sides the, of one. Yeah, let, let's here, let's wrap this up. And we'll have yeah. this discussion in between the two of us. All right. They, so that's the hypothetical union. A, a tertiary disagreement going on. It's more. <laughs> it's more of like it's more of a squabble. I have a primary need over for coffee. over coffee. Yeah, over coffee. There you go. <laughs> now uh, this one again. We'll, we can wrap this up. I think pretty pretty easily here, but. Um, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, this this is primary. This is foundational. This is something we must believe to be uh, within orthodoxy. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I, I think there are some denominations. We'll, we'll say that right in quotes. Yeah. That uh, that deny this, and that's heresy. that's a false gospel. Anything that's coming out of those churches, that's a false gospel. There are many denominations that agree on this fact and yes. it's, and it's primary doctrine. So, um, you know, they, they, again, we'll, we can get down the road and, and find our other disagreements uh, among those. But, you know, I firmly believe that there are going to be uh, people from many domin- denominations in heaven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's know? right. So uh, if you don't believe this in the words of Paul Washer, <laughs> blasphemy. Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, I think that pretty well sums up yep. this, this idea, this doctrine of this hypostatic union. And so, if you didn't know that word, um, I think we've used it enough times. Maybe that'll it'll uh, remember lock into your brain there. Hundred percent God, hundred percent man, one hundred percent correct, one hundred percent correct. And we find it all over Scripture. That's three hundred percent. That's the Trinity. <laughs> That's the Trinity of hundred percent. Got it. So, uh, but you do find it in Scripture. But you mm-hmm. got to, in order to find it in Scripture, what do you got to do? Yeah, read, read yo Bible. Bible. <laughs> Words from people. Yeah, I mean, excuse me, grandson, grandson today. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks go, for joining will, us. Will I have a beard in the next episode? <laughs> I got to go change shirts now. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll yep. see you uh, soon. We hope and uh, repent, repent and, believe. and believe the gospel. We'll see you next time. <laughs>